Hi, and welcome. We are doing a series on foundational ways to manage stress. And this will be our first one in the series on getting your sleep under control. What we're going to do is we're kind of going to sneak up on stress because you know how many times somebody says, well, just take a chill pill or cool it or go meditate. Or it doesn't work. There are a lot of factors around sleep and that affects how we manage our stress. So welcome. Welcome to the Queen Bee Club podcast, where girlfriends meet for conversation, connection, and some fun. We're your hosts, Kim and Candice. Of course, a good night's sleep is empowering. It empowers us to recover, to rest, to heal, and to wake up feeling refreshed, ready to take on the day. And if you don't have that type of sleep right now, we're going to share with you the top ways to help get this sleep under control because better sleep equals a less stressed nervous system. And overall, better health. Of course, it's not too surprising that women have more health issues than men and they are associating that with hormones. Well, and there was a great study just done that women who slept with a light on, which we're going to talk about, they actually gained 10 pounds in a year or more. And along with gaining weight, there's also been studies tied to dementia, the beginnings of dementia. And it's, I know it's, it's crazy. And of course, uh, associations with our you know, our gut, because we say all the time that all disease begins in the gut. So there are correlations between people that have an unhealthy gut microbiome don't sleep as well. Yep. So those critters are also affecting our sleep. And lack of them. Exactly. So we want to get our sleep under control. So the first one I always love to talk about is the blue light ban. What does that mean? That means the TV goes off, the computers go off at least a half an hour to an hour before bed because that blue light is actually something that actually comes from the sun too. And that's what keeps us up. Right. It's the blue light that really affects the part of the brain that Gets our um, sleep cycle, gets our us circadian rhythm yeah. exactly. So it's the blue light that is is what is most prominent midday. So when you have a blue light, whether it's your device or, or a Kindle or a Kindle or even a light on in your room, oh my goodness, your brain thinks it's noon. So it's hard to sleep. Okay. So turn off all the blue light, anything with blue light. Now I did read that there's a new Kindle with a blue light blocker on it. That's wonderful. But you also want to keep in mind, you don't want to be reading books at night about blood and gore and crazy (laughs) stuff. You know, I mean, you just don't because it keeps your brain going. We want, we want butterflies and rainbows Yes, or maybe something boring to just help the brain. Yeah. Fall into la la land. Okay. Well, along with our sleep hygiene to help maximize our sleep and healing power at night, we also, it's also about any ambient light. 
before we would talk about, well, just don't do blue lights at night so um, or LEDs. But now we realize that any light can influence the sleep, even with your eyes closed. So here's a funny, I'll share this one. I, when I travel, I actually bring a roll of duct tape with me. And so motel rooms are notorious for having some fire, you know, which is essential. You know, I, I would love a fire alarm in my room, but what I'll do oh, is it I'll- it has the light. Yep. That red light, that little thing. They have, research has shown that is enough of an ambient light to keep your from going into deep sleep. And of course, just covering up the light is not going to affect the no, smoke. The, no, the smoke detector. No, detector. not at all. But you know, the other one that I had for years was I had the electric strip behind right. my headboard to light the reading lights on either side of the bed. And it was like when, when I turned so off So what the, do you do with that? What? Get the duct tape out. Oh, or you could even cover it with a folded towel. You I could. Suppose. You sure. could. You know. Okay. So, because I've done that when at a hotel room and they have that, uh, the clock. Well, there. I just I unplug just those clocks. <laughs> Who needs a clock? You've got these smartphones, which brings us into turn. If you have one of those digital clocks, oh, I've had it on my bed table forever. Turn it off, unplug it, take it out of your bedroom. It, it, it isn't necessary because you've got one of these smartphones. However, those EMFs from those smartphones, those things need to be outside your bedroom. Because yes. again... That's even talking about the, the watches too. Because even that, the pixel action and the light is enough to get you out of, of sleep. And, deep sleep. And deep sleep. And we don't need the EMFs. So I have had so many patients tell me that once they said, okay, all phones all computers and iPads go on a charging station, say in the kitchen, everyone sleeps better. Yep. And I, I just, I just um, had two patients that are people that I had done a talk and they, they came up to me later and said, you were right. We took the cell phones out of our bedrooms, yeah. turned off the EMFs, turned off the, and I slept through the night. Yes. Who knew? It seems like a small thing, but you know, so light is the most important thing concerning getting a good night's sleep. And um, I can't tell you, ever since I realized the importance of room darkening shades, oh, game changer. And you know, you, those room darkening shades, they don't have to be real expensive. I mean, I have seen ambient light darkening, room darkening um, curtains at all the big box stores. I've seen them at Ikea. I've seen them at Target. And you can get a pair and there might not be the most stylish thing in the world, but you know what? Who cares? If you're sleeping better and you say, this is for my brain health, what do you care? That's right. Now, a lot of people want to know, what about how many hours to sleep? And that's a great question because just in the last few years, that number has changed. I can remember even 10 years ago, we all bragged about, oh, I can get by on five hours of sleep, mm -hmm. six hours max. And now we realize it's a minimum. Wait, did you really ever brag about getting five I hours kind of, of sleep? Wow. I kind of did. I kind of did. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. But now we know research has shown us minimum of seven hours. In fact, seven to nine hours 
of sleep in a 24-hour period is optimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to get any blue ribbons and, and because I, I, I <laughs> what? still... No blue ribbons? No high achiever awards for you. It's, it, you know, and I, I talk to patients all the time and they say, oh, I can survive on four to five hours a night, maybe today and tomorrow, but I can tell you, let's drive your, let's play uh, what you're going to be like in five years or 10 years and you are going to have a significant amount of health issues. They have proven it. Time and time again, research shows that the shorter you sleep, the quicker you're dead. Oh, I don't want to be that theatrical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and w- there's a brand new study out, just came out um, in February of this year, 2023, that vitamin D deficiency is associated with poor sleep, which since we know so much more about vitamin D, that makes sense because vitamin D is important for our gut health, and we know that association with sleep, um, depression, but brain also health. brain health, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of information about the brain and how the brain detoxes at night. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're, you know, you're um, not helping your brain. And we're talking about memory and health. Wait, and- did, you, did you know that, um, and I hope this is really a fascinating thing because it was for me, your brain shrinks like 20 to 25% at night. Yeah, they call it, it's not the lymphatic system. It's part of the lymphatic system. Lymphatic system. Lymphatic system because it's the glial cells of the brain that get squeezed like a sponge. Yeah. I know. And it pushes the toxins out. But only if you're asleep. (laughs) Only if you're in a deep sleep because think about this one. If you are not in a deep sleep and that shrinkage doesn't happen to push the toxins out of your brain, well, they stay there. That That's not good. We don't want to no. be filled uh, with toxins. No. Now, that leaves us with pretty much the last issue that we wanted to talk about, and that's what about snoring? What about having trouble sleeping? What about, um, you know, even mild sleep apnea? Because women are more prone to that as well. And they think it's associated with hormones, but you also want to be aware of like, maybe there are things you can use like breathe right strips if it's a nasal thing or... See, this is the crank and I've got a couple of different things here. This is the crank. (laughs) If they don't know the answer to something, they throw the big H-bomb out at us. What's the H-bomb? Hormones. You know, if they they haven't come up with a real answer, oh, it's because of your hormones. You right. know, life is not all because of the hormones. Let's go, let's go dig a little deeper. And you know that I have a passionate interest in leaky gut and healing right. the gut and everything else. Well, if your gut is leaky, well, then obviously 85 to 90% of all our neurotransmitters and Arm. our endocrine system and all that signaling happens because of a healthy gut. So rather right. than look at this about hormones, let's go back and say, you know, because people say, oh, you know, I don't know what happened. I hit 40 or 50 or 60, whatever the age. And then all of a sudden everything started to fall apart. They go to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, it's your hormones. But what about the fact, think about it, your, the lining of your intestines is 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. And of course we have been not eating very well for all that time. And of course, doesn't that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, um, that's that correlation with people having sleep issues, also have gut issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely uh, a really important thing to look at. And as far as that goes, 
um, you know, let's think about something that really hypes up our adrenals, which is coffee or anything with caffeine in it. Mm -hmm. And don't be thinking that you can take, you know, have a glass of full strength coffee at three or four in the afternoon and have it not affect your sleep. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, it doesn't affect me at all. Well, good not good luck. It it does. You just don't know it. You might be asleep, but you are not going into deep REM sleep. And we're not saying don't have coffee at all. We know there are a lot of health benefits and many of us really like our cup of coffee in the morning. We're just saying don't have any caffeine after lunchtime. Right. Just because you want to maximize all of the factors that will promote a healthy sleep environment. Because what are we really talking about here? We're talking about managing stress. And if you don't have sleep, you don't have, you know, that healing power of sleep, how can you manage stress? Well, and your circadian rhythms. So there's a, so there's another, let's slide one more in here. Um, the, the circadian rhythm is that like you wake up in the morning and that's when your cortisol is supposed to be the highest. Right. And the cortisol is supposed to drop off during the day. And there's this magic spot and we've all been there. And after dinner, maybe an hour after dinner or something, you're sitting down relaxing and all of a sudden boom, you're ready to go to sleep. And most people <laughs> will say, oh no, I can't go to sleep yet. I have more to accomplish today. And so they they pick themselves back up again. Get a second wind. Get that second wind. And then the cortisol goes, oh. And the brain says, oh, I guess we're not going to sleep. Melatonin. Do not cue the melatonin. Right. And cortisol, you're going to go back on. It goes, okay. And then you never get that melatonin drop. Right. I remember uh, it was a real wake-up moment when I read that melatonin is determined by the amount of cortisol. And that means that if your cortisol hasn't lowered or if you allowed it to go back up again, the melatonin doesn't even matter if you take it as a pill or a spray. It's not going to do its job because you can't have that melatonin from your brain or from an outside source unless the cortisol is lower. Mm-hmm. So that's just amazing yep. to me. We So cortisol's in charge, which means that it's the adrenals. And then, and of course we know cortisol is like, you know, the stress is called the stress hormone. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really, we'll be addressing some ways to manage cortisol and to get that relaxation component in, in upcoming, uh, series. It's just, uh, managing stress is such a big topic with so many, uh, points, uh, that affect it. Yep. That we're going to do, we're going to break it down for you. And, and we're, we're managing it from at like an internal source rather than an external source. So uh, good luck trying to, um, you know, remove stressors from your life. You've got a job, you've got some, most people have kids or pets or anything else. And there's always going to be that level of stress. So what can you do? What are your bricks, your foundational ways to talk about it? Now we're we're going to talk about one more, maybe two more things, and one of them is so a lot of people say if they drink after a certain hour, it's going to wake them up in the middle of the night. Oh, if they drink like tea or or water no, or anything. Oh, I'm talking wine. Oh, alcohol. Okay, <laughs> tea. Right. Now we're okay. talking about the biggies here. <laughs> okay, if we drink alcohol after a certain hour, it'll keep them awake. Well, it'll wake you back up, and oh, okay. here's the reason because that. I'm thinking water, you're going with wine. I love it. No, so the sugar in the wine 
gets processed and gets to the liver like three or four hours after you go to sleep. And so in Chinese medicine, the liver is the most active, you know. Between one and three. Between one and three. And so then that, oh, there's that reason for that three to pee, right? (laughs) It's not tea. Might be. (laughs) But anyway, of course, reducing and maybe making a point of not drinking wine an hour or two before you're going to go to bed. Are we talking about day drinking here? (laughs) It's not a bad idea. And then, of course, an easy one is make sure that you're the, the, you're the room that you are sleeping in is cool. Right. Always better to have a cool room to sleep in. Yeah. And uh, another, there are a couple other factors that have been promoted recently with sleep hygiene and maximizing our sleep quality and quantity. One is the weighted blankets. Some people, so you definitely want the room cooler for that. That Mm -hmm. weighted blanket can add a level of security. And then there's the white noise or the new one is the pink noise. And the white noise is like a, a fan or, um, a sound machine, but the pink noise is a mix of high and low frequencies. They say it's kind of like leaves rustling. And so that can um, help with either sleep. drive you absolutely right, it'll drive you crazy or, or you will love it. You will love it. So, and, oh, well, before we finish, okay. I have to say one more thing. All right. You know, I, I'm a research geek, but there is talking about the circadian rhythm and of course, we all feel great on a sunny day. And so if you can step outside and get some morning sun on your face, you're getting, you, your brain knows that it's morning wavelengths of light. And then if you can do it again around noon, your brain knows that that's the blue shortwave um, moments of light. Well, I did that naturally because it feels good. And then I realized my part of the brain isn't getting it if I have my glasses on. Just like you're not getting that effect, that full effect, if you're inside or in a car, because those... With your sunglasses on. With your sunglasses on or behind glass. So it's just like with the vitamin D. Take your glasses off, get, you know, you don't have, I'm not saying don't look at the sun, but just have your eyes closed or off to the side and let your you know, your brain pick up that natural circadian uh, marker so that you can have better sleep. I, I've, I've started doing it recently and I really love it. Okay. So um, quick review of a foundational way to manage your stress with your getting that sleep under control, turn off those blue lights, get some duct tape and cover up all the ambient <laughs> Reduce, light in your room. Make the room dark. Get those room darkening shades. Um, take those cell phones and the EMFs out of your bedroom. Put them in the bathroom. You'll hear the alarm in the morning. Up your vitamin D. We are big vitamin D, vitamin D, vitamin B, D3 people. Um, try not to have caffeine afternoon. Make sure the room is cool. Try not to drink an hour of alcohol before bedtime. And if you, of course, if you have any gut issues or want more information around your vitamin D or anything else we talked about, we do personalized consults online and in person for more information. And we'll have that on how to get in touch with us. On our website, which is kimandcandice.com. And we so appreciate Uh, you all listening and subscribing and giving us happy little likes and everything else on our podcast. And we are, we just so enjoy 
working on these things and having some fun around it. Yes. So thank you for joining us, listening, um, having fun with us, and uh, tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.